Okay, people. So it's that time of a week again. Yes, yes, yes. We're coming with a new episode of Echo Chamber. And as we do, we're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 27th to the 29th of January. So at number 10, we have Billie Eilish live at the O2. So it's one of them concert showings, you know what I mean? At number nine, it is Wandering Earth 2. This is directed by Frant Guau, right? Um, who co-wrote it with um, Gong Gia and Sison Lu. Uh, it's starring Andy Lu, Jing Wu, Zina Blahazovova, Clara Lee, and um, many more. At number eight, I want to dance with somebody. The new joint from Cassie Lemons, written by Anthony McCartan, starring Naomi Aki. Stanley Tucci, Tamara Tooney, Clark Peters, Ashton Sanders. Uh, so at number seven means we have got Matilda the Musical, the film. <laughs> this is from Matthew Walkos, and the screenplay is Dennis Kelly. Right, it's starring Emma Thompson, Andrea Reichbarah, Stephen Graham, Lashana Lynch, Alicia Weir, Nick Owenford, Noah Leggett. Right, so at number six, it is the new one from Damien Chavelli. He wrote and directed it. It is Babylon, starring Brad Pitt, Margaret Roby. Uh, Gene Smart, Olivia Wilde, JC Curious, Diego, 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 mm, Calva, Calva, Jimmy Ortega. Yeah. So we are in our top for, for five. At number five this week, it is Megan still doing her uh, bizarre little doll thing. This is from Gerard Johnston um, and written by Akila Cooper. Uh, we've got Alison Williams, Violet McGraw, um, Gina Davis, Amy Donald, Jen Van Epps, all doing their thing. At number four. It is the new Spielberg joint, which he co-wrote with Tony Kushner. It's The Fablemans. Right. Starring Michelle Williams, Gabriel Labue, Paul Danu, Judd Hirsch, Seth Rogen, Matteo Zoran, Keely Carsten. At number three, we looked at this last week, I think it was. Right, it's John Francis Viet's new film, Plane. Right, written by Charles Cummins and J.P. Davis. 
starring Gerard Butler, Mike Coulter, uh, Yoson and Daniela Pineda, Paul Ben Victor, Remy Adeke, Joe Stipnik, Evan Dane Taylor. At number two, people, we have Pafan, right? I think this is a new Bollywood joint, right? It is from uh, Sidara um, Anad, right? Um, and it is written by Shinba Raghavan. Uh, that's all we have, really. But the number one film, we know what it is, Avatar The Way of Water. James Cameron, you know what I mean, directs, he co-writes with Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. And we got Zoe Salandana, Kate Winslet, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanni Ravisky, you know what I mean, all doing their Boom. So that's the top 10. Should we get into this week's films? Yeah, we probably should. All right, let's go. Okay, people. So let's start things off with the new Prime Video original. It is Shotgun Wedding. Okay, people, so I decided to check out Shotgun Wedding, right? I'd heard a lot of chatter about it, you know, so it dropped on Amazon. Um, yeah, it's an Amazon original, right? So I was like, all right, you know what I mean? Let me, let me give it a go. You know, it's directed by Jason Moore. Written by Mark Hammer. Okay, the film is then produced by Alexander Young. We got Benny Medina, Jennifer Lopez, Todd Lieberman, David Hoberman, and Elaine Goldsmith Thomas. It's executive produced by George Dewey. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Bergen Swanson. It is associate produced by Karen Ramirez and Courtney Baxter. Music is from Pinar Tuprak. Peter Deming handles cinematography. Doc Crotez edits a piece. Casting was from Deanna Brigidi. Production design is Paige Buckner. Um, Elvis Mar Marines handles art direction. Um, set decoration is Tamar Barnoon, Barillo Gill, and Yolana Mendoza. With costume design, Mitchell Travers. Okay, so our cast, we have got uh, Jennifer Lopez plays Darcy Riviera and Josh Duramel, 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 
Duhamel. Nah, anyway, Josh plays Tom Fowler, right? So um, Josh's parents are Carol Fowler, played by Jennifer Coolidge. And Larry Fowler, played by Steve Coulter. Darcy's parents are Renata Ortez, played by Sonia Braga. And Robert Riviera, played by Cheech Marin. She's also got a sister, Jamie Riviera, played by Callie Hernandez. Um, yeah, so Tom's best friend is played, is Ricky Silver, played by Desmond Borges. Uh, Darcy's ex, Sean Hawkins, is played by Lenny Kravitz. Uh, yeah, her, her dad, Robert, his girlfriend, Harriet, is played by Darcy Carden. Um, we've also got Margie and Ace, who own the resort the wedding's at. Margie is played by Selena Tan, and Ace is Alberto Isaacs. There's Jenny, who's played by Melissa Hunter. Um, there's also our Pirates. The leader is played by Pancho Cardina. Uh, Dogface is played by Alex Mallory Jr. Ratface is played by Tariff Sam. Um, Clownface is played by Wapaji Fantonon. Um, Sharkface is played by Zachary Wood. Tigerface is Vladimir Acavedo. Um, Ghostface is Palpong Kopaholrat. Boneface is Hector Anibal. Lizard face is Asia Moonma. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, odd people up in the spot. Well, our pirates anyway. Uncle Benny is played by Vlad Souza. Um, Gloria is played by Iana Ramirez. Do 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 do. Um. I mean, there's a load of other people who don't even get named, you know? Um, Ace's assistant is played by Angeline Evangelista. Um, yeah, that's probably about it. Because, yeah, as I said, there's a load of people. Because it's a wedding, you know what I mean? But don't get named, okay? Now, the gist. Darcy and Tom... Gather their lovable but very opinionated families for the ultimate destination wedding. Just as the couple begins to get cold feet. And if that wasn't enough of a threat to the celebration, suddenly everyone's lives are in danger when the entire party is taken hostage. Till death do us part takes a whole new meaning in this hilarious adrenaline fueled adventure. 
as Darcy and Tom must save their loved ones if they don't kill each other first. So, yeah. In, I mean, <laughs> in this hilarious adrenaline fueled adventure, hmm. I, I always find it interesting when, you know what I mean? That's in the synopsis, right? Those sorts of wordings are in the synopsis. Because it's kind of like, well, I feel it's up to the audience to, you know what I mean? Lay a title of hilarious on something. You know, you can say, ah, oh, we, we tried to make something funny. You be the judge. You know what I mean? But it's a bit presumptuous, I feel. Now, this, yeah, boy, <laughs> I did not find it funny. Oh, man. And, I, you know, I wanted to enjoy it. I enjoy a fun film. You know what I mean? And when you think, right, when you think of all the great, well, yeah. I mean, there's not, yeah, to say the great, I think the funniest probably wedding films, right? The oh, the wedding films I've enjoyed the most are Four Weddings and a Funeral, Palm Springs, and Bridesmaids, right? They have got to be, I don't know, for me, they're up, they're, they're there with like the funniest ones. Oh, The Wedding Singer. Did I say The Wedding Singer? I don't think I did. That one, great, right? That was great. You know, you've got other things which had their moments like um, five year in the five year engagement. Like, ah, it was, you know, there's a few things that just bugged that one down, but there were some things in it that were like, okay, that could be good. That could have been good. It could have been great. You know, um, yeah, then you've got things like what my big fat Greek wedding, you know, the hangover was actually right when you think about it, the wedding ringer, you know, what I mean, we've got what the heartbreak kid, my best friend's wedding, the proposal, you know, American uh, pie did a wedding one. I love you, man, which, you know, had its moments, like the meet the parents, wedding crashes, right? So there's a lot of stuff out there, right? So I kind of feel when there's so much stuff, it's about raising that bar. But here we just have these played out scenarios, you know? It's like, you know, you know where it's going. Right, the bride, the, the, the groom, sorry, is, you know, try, trying to make it the best wedding. But in trying to make it the best wedding, he's forgetting about the bride. Oi. Okay. Then they're going to have a big argument where they nearly split up. And they're like, I have my concerns. I have my concerns. But the problem is, right, I think with, with that concept you always just think to yourself why the fuck are you two getting married you know what i mean because it's just like if those are the feelings 
then you weren't even anywhere close to actually getting married. You know what I mean? Because it always ends with them getting married. And it's just like, you weren't even close, right? If a film like this ends with them going, you know what? Maybe we should start dating again, right? To, to really discover who we both are and see where it leads us. That would be fine. But it never ends like that, right? It's just these ridiculous scenarios, which are just like, huh? And in this one, they're running away from pirates, but they're arguing all the time. And you're just like, the pirate's going to know where you are, right? You're making so much noise all the time. You know, she's got an allergy to, not an allergy, a um, phobia. That's the word, right? A phobia to blood, right? Faints whenever she sees it, apart from this one time. And it's just like, wait, 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 wait. Either you've got a phobia or you don't, right? We can't have it that, oh, every time I see it, I'm going to faint. And then all this one moment, it's just like, ah, no, I'm fine. It's just like, what? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it. He's got a height phobia, but it climbs this real high thing. And does two um, zip lines, which just no sense. I want to say, right, if a helicopter or anything crashes into water, it's not exploding. <laughs> it's not exploding unless there's actual explosives on the thing, right? But for, for the most part, ain't expl it's not suddenly bursting, right? So I, I can't really say any more, but yeah, it's just the fault. You feel me? But all the scenarios, you so it's very transparent. It's a very transparent film, you know. Like one of the, one of the funniest things is you have them getting into all these different scrapes and oddnesses, but. For the most part, right, his hair isn't that crazy. And her hair, pretty much the same. Pretty much the same all the way through. And you're like, what? You know, it's, it's just like you've got the well-placed bit of dirt on the face when you're just like, nah, you'd be completely fucking messy, but never messy. Right? It's just, or it's just like, I'm going to rip off this dress. And it's just like, it's strategically ripped so it still looks perfect. And you're just like, come on, what, what are we doing? Right? Just make it how it should be. Right? And give us proper scenarios that everyone's going to believe in. You know, like you've got the parents who clash but then you know it's just like but they love you know but it's just like listen you know what your parents are like right so you know they're gonna be a problem or they're not gonna be a problem so you should handle that shit way before the, that point you know and then if you're given certain information about the place you're getting married why would you Right. But again, it makes no sense because it's not at the place. Right. There's a certain destination. It's not there. So there's other places close by which you could have it at, because if it's not at the place, then it doesn't really matter. 
right? So it's just the there's so many things where you're scratching your head, like, wait, what are they doing? Huh? This is yeah, this is kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb. You know, one big thing, they want to take people hostage, but they're shooting at them, which you're just like, um, that's that's not going to work. What if you hit them? You know what I mean? Like, what if you hit them? And there's this one scene, right, where they've got everyone distracted, but it goes on so long that then it doesn't, like, nothing is comes from it. And you're just like, what is, what, huh? What? Oh, I might be, right? Maybe I'm just like, I don't know not down with certain music, which I feel I've got a pretty fucking broad, electric musical taste. But everyone bursts into song to I'll Be, right? A song from, uh, who the fuck sang that song again? God damn it. Um, yeah, I cannot remember, to, to be honest with you. But they burst into this song, to to this song, right? Um, Edwin McCarthy or something like that. McCarry or McCarrin. And I'm just like, is everyone really going to know the words to this fucking song? Because I've never heard this song. And I, you know, I'm not saying that if I don't know it, no one should know it. But I'm just like the fact that Every single fucking person at this spot is going to know it? Mm, I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that. But, brr, yeah. Now, listen, right? Yes, I did not enjoy the film. I didn't enjoy the film. But here's the, here's the thing. That, as I said, look, there's not a load of these films that I have enjoyed and i said look i told you the ones i like right it's nowhere near a bridesmaid it's nowhere a wedding singer all right the sweetest thing not not anywhere close not anywhere close those films but i guess if you liked maid of honor you know what i mean if you like that one if you like the wedding planner maybe bride wars 27 dresses License to wed. If any of those ones are your jam, then maybe, maybe people, shotgun wedding could be your thing. Right? It's a prime original. So if you've got an Amazon account, you can watch it. But yeah, you know, it depends what you. Uh, Depends what you vibe with, man. Depends what you vibe with. As I said, listen, it's not a bridesmaid. It's not Palm Springs. You know, it's not four weddings and it's not the wedding singer. But if you like any of those others, Shotgun Wedding could be for you. And let's bring it home with a recent Shudder original. It's Sorry About the Demon. 
Okay, so I am, um, you know what I mean? It's been a bit lax on the Shudder stuff. Just time, man. It's been crazy. But I decided to check out Sorry About the Demon. All right, the new film from Emily Haggins, who wrote and directed the piece. Okay, the film is produced by... Um, Cameron Burns, Emily Gotto, Ben Hanks, Aaron B. Kuntz, and Pasha Patricki. It is executive produced by Samuel Zimmerman, Michael Pist, Andrew Thomas Hunt, James Fear, and Craig Engler. It's co-produced by Nicole Boudion and Alex Uten. I feel that's how you probably say it. Uh, line produced by Ashley Schned. Okay. Jeremy William Smith handled the music. Eric U, cinematography. Michaela Bodin edited the piece. Casting was handled by Melissa A. Smith. Joshua Turpin was on production design. Art direction was Somerville Black. Set decoration, Desiree Nishakov and Imogen Wilson. While Maddie Styles took care of costume design, uh, we got hair and makeup from Jessica Warden, Nicole Rodriguez, Renee Emma, and Daniela Donnery. Um, our cast well, Will is played by John Michael Simpson, his girlfriend Amy is played by Paige Evans. His best friend, Patrick, is played by Jeff McQuitty. And Amy, with an I and a double E, is played by Olivia Duchamp. Uh, we've got the sellers. So Ken is played by Dave Penuke. His wife, Tammy, is played by Sarah Cleveland. Their daughter, Grace, is played by Presley Allard. And their son, Jake, is played by Jude Zapola. There's um, Demon Ononus, who is voiced by Tony Vesper. Uh, Mona, who is played by Christina McLaughlin. Uh, the Ghost Boy is played by Scout Flint. Uh, we've got Charlie, played by Jolly Amuko. Um, Samantha, played by Somerville Black. Doo -doo -doo. Yeah, the bartender is Bryson Salmon. Um, Nick is played by Ty Ippoloti. Got a couple of police officers played by Krista Rowe and Ivan Hotomo. And um, 
we've got the Presto Pace customer service. That was voiced by Ben Hanks. Right, the Presto Pace HR was voiced by Luxi Banner. And the Presto Pace manager is voiced by Drew Saplin. So the gist of our tale is, what's worse than getting dumped? For Will, it's finding out that his new place is haunted. Now faced with a quarter-life crisis and a house full of spirits, Will must figure out how to make things right with his ex-girlfriend and banish the sacrifice-seeking demon residing in his house. So, um, yeah, there we go. Now, it starts off, right, this new couple buy this house. I actually thought the house was ugly as fuck. You know what I mean? What The exterior of the house, you know what I mean? The interior, you can do with what you like, right? You can make that look great. The exterior, I'm like, yo, why you buy this, man? But just bought a new house. And, um, yeah, the daughter... It's in her room one night, and she thinks she sees something. And what do you do? You get under the covers, because getting under the covers will keep you safe. Well, this film shows that it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. Now, the family are able to get their daughter back by making a deal. Right, the deal is find someone else who can be sacrificed. So they rent the house out. Right, rent the house out. Will he um, gets dumped by Amy? Right, for some valid reasons. For some valid reasons. Right, so he, trying to prove her wrong, decides to rent the property. Right now, that property must be a, a ridiculous price because he thinks he's renting a room, but he gets the whole place. So I have no clue what the cost is. But boy, that must have been one, one cheap number. You feel me? So he's in the property, but he's still doing the things that she was frustrated at, like, which is one of the things that I did find kind of weird. Right, because throughout the film, it's like Will going, look, I'm changing, I'm changing for Amy. I want to try and win Amy back and all of this. But, you know, she was just like, she's moving on career-wise, right? And he isn't, right? He's doing this call center job, right? And he's got all of these hobbies, cake making, candle making, woodworking. But he never commits to any of them. Right. And we don't really see a change to that. Right. Which is what like the film is fine. You know, the acting is fine. You know, all of that is okay. It doesn't, you know, it works. Right. But I think the Big thing that I didn't really... Well, there's a couple of things I didn't really get, right? He's told these are the things that I'm finding frustrating. Why aren't you trying to commit to anything? And he never does. 
never does. Like, there's not even a moment where he's like, okay, what one of these things would I want to turn into a full-time job? Like, how do I, you know, how can I quit this call center gig? Like, nothing. There is nothing, which is weird. Like, he hates, he doesn't use a toothpaste, so he doesn't like the toothpaste. So it's just like you're answering calls lying, right? And you kind of feel at the beginning that he's frustrated with it, but he just doesn't know what to do. But we never see an attempt to try and work that out, right? Then once he realizes he's moved into a haunted house, we don't have him call the landlord and be like, yo, I can't be here, right? Or just leave, right? Just leave. He's working, so there is money coming in, which would be the big thing, right? Now, it the story would work in the way it's, it is if he loses the call center job, right? So he's not actually got the money to leave, right? Then you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Otherwise, you're just like, why is he still there? And knowing, right, that it the ghost isn't interested in him, but it wants someone, you then bring people back to the house. Like, that, these things don't necessarily make any sense. So I think that's one of the big things. About, these, these were the three big things about the film, which are just like, huh? Right? Why would you do those things? You know what I mean? Like, uh, then you, the ending, I mean, the ending clearly speaks to a sequel, right? Clearly speaks to a sequel, but you are a bit like, how? Right? Because we see the thing, right? We see the thing. Um, but yeah, you're like, well, then that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a bit peculiar. Another thing that was a bit peculiar, the hole gets closed, right? Hole gets closed. But then there's another hole. Like, the first hole took ages to dig. The other hole was, like, a second. So that was a bit confusing. But, yeah, I don't know, people. Right? The, I, I think, um, you know... If you're a fan of like the horror uh, type of the comedy horror type of things, right? Because it's not straight horror. It's, it's this is meant to be a, a a comedy of such. I didn't really anything. I didn't really find it funny, but I am very. You know what I mean? I feel I'm, I can be very picky on humor at times. So, you know, just as I didn't find it funny doesn't necessarily mean others won't find it funny. You feel me? But, um, yeah, I, boy, I'm trying to think of, you know, something similar, um, which you may dig, right? So I guess, you know, with the scare package anthology, right, some of those... Like, I liked it as a whole, but not 
everyone is as strong as you know what I mean. So there's certain ones on that, or like the uh, what was it? It's the the VHS VHS. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it was VHS. What was it called? I think no, it was VHS, wasn't it? It was um, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. VHS 99, that was the one we looked at last year, right? If that, I feel, yeah, there's not everything on that was, you know, I didn't gel with everything on that. So I think there's that, right? If you dig those, then, I can't, yeah, I think you might get along with... um yeah, with uh, sorry about the demon, you know, but you know, I, I, yeah, like you think of those teen horrors, not another scary movie, and that kind of thing. It's probably comedy akin to that, right? So if that's your bag, then yeah, sorry about the demon could very well be for you. If you've got a shutter subscription, people, then give it a go. You know what I mean? But it's out now. So, um, yeah, enjoy if it sounds like your thing. And now we've got a new Netflix joint. It is You People. Okay, people. So, I checked out You People, right? This is the new film, well, it's a new Netflix joint, right? And I heard about this film last year. It was early last year, man, because uh, Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz was talking about it. And, uh, yo, Schultz is a funny motherfucker, right? So... Yeah, I was like, all right, I need to uh, check this out for sure, you know, because, yeah, it's like, obviously, obviously need to check it. So, people, that's exactly what I did, right? I gave it a watch, and it's directed, well, it's the directorial date feature, directorial debut, right, from Kenya Barris, you know, he also co-writes with Jonah Hill, the film is uh, produced by Jonah Hill, um, and uh, Kenya Barris, it's executive produced by Andy Berman, Michelle Deschamps, Matt Dines, E. Brian Dobbins, Alison Goodwin, Carice M. Hewitt, uh, David Hyman, and Hal Rothstein. Oh, and Kevin Misher also produces the film. Daniel Tannenbaum handles the music. Mark Daring Powell, Cinematography, Jamie Nelson edits the piece, 
Ben Harris and Alison Jones handled the casting. Maxine Shepard, production design. Set decoration was Beth Wookie. Uh, Michelle Cole, costume design. Hair and makeup is Erin Walters, Terry Velasquez Owen, Maria Vargas, Chelsea Orduno, Stacey Morris, Tracy Mackey, Jacqueline Nowlton, Brian Kinney, Yvetra Grantham, and Alison Blackberry. And our Asked. Well, you know, it's starring Jonah Hill, right? He plays Ezra Cohen. Um, we've got. Oh, hold on a second. Hmm. All right. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna jump to this because I don't have the full names. Yeah. Um, his mum. Shelley Cohen is played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, and his dad, Arnold Cohen, is played by David Duchovny. Now, then we've got Lauren London as Amira Muhammad, right? The love interest. Her dad, Akbar Muhammad, is played by Eddie Murphy, and her mother, Fatima Muhammad, is played by Nia Long. Right, um, we've got Omar Muhammad, her Amira's brother, played by Travis Bennett, and EJ Muhammad, her uncle, played by Mike Epps. Oh, I also forgot Molly Gordon plays Liza Cohen, Ezra's sister. Okay, uh, we've got Dion Cole, he plays Demetrius, the wedding planner. Um, oh, there's some others. There's Bobby Cohen, Ezra's grandmother, played by Rhea Perlman. And Avi Cohen, played by Andrew Schultz, Ezra's cousin, who I don't believe in the film that's ever mentioned. I don't believe it is. I might be wrong, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those odd things, you know. Um, who else do we have? Um, got Becca, played by Andrea Savage. I think she's the other wedding planner. Um, Mr. Greenbaum, played by Elliot Gould. Uh there is Sheila, played by Layla Anthony. Uh, Tiffany, played by Young Miami. Uh, Rene, played by Kajaja Hack. Isaac, played by Brian Greenberg. Danny, played by Jordan Fristman. Uh, Don Wood, played by Matt Walsh. Kim Glassman, played by Emily Arlock. Uh, Mr. Greenwald, played by Hal Linden. Uh, Mrs. Greenwald, played by Winnie Holtzman. Dr. Green, played by Richard Benjamin. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably our our main uh, group of people. I believe it is. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Uh, there is a, D, a, a cameo from DJ Drama. He's up in the place as himself. And Kenya Barris is uh, on the airplane. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, I would say that is everyone. You know? Uh, the gist of the film is this. Okay. Um, right, we follow a new couple and their families who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst. Ad, ad, um, I'm gonna start that again. You know, the film follows a new couple and their families who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, satirical expectations, and generational differences. There you go. So, right, as I said, right, Schultz talked about it. The cast is light, right? It's a fat-ass cast, man. So I was like, yo, let's go. And then the film opens. The film opens, right? And we're hearing this conversation. And at first, you're not quite sure what it is, right? But then after, like, you know, opening images and stuff, we've got... um, Oh, I forgot. Ezra's best friend, Mo, is played by Sam J. Yeah. I think I forgot that one, right? So it opens with Mo and Ezra sitting, talking into microphones. So you're just like, oh, they're doing that thing, right? They're doing that thing. You know what I mean? Where some a TV show or a film will throw in podcasts. Because it's so cool. So it's just like, oh, we're doing our podcast. Oh, look at us. <laughs> Right, so they're they're doing this podcast and they're talking about well, it's talking about Obama, right? And it's it's a dumb conversation. Like the conversation doesn't really make any sense, and there's no context to the conversation, right? So at least if you started off, well, for me. Obama was that cool president because, and then be like, yo, do you ever do you ever think he did coke? Yeah. Then you get into it. Boom. It works better. Right? But what we get is just some like, oh, they're trying to be funny. This ain't funny. Right? To me. Now, comedy is very sub the thing with this, right? This is a comedy. Comedy is so subjective that what works for me might not work for someone else. You feel me? So, you know, with something like this, these are just my motherfucking thoughts, right? Because, yeah, 
it didn't really vibe with me, right? Didn't really, like the film is pretty slick, the way it looks, all of that. But yeah, there was just these things that just didn't really work, right? There's a, like, there's a scene with Ezra, he's at work, he's, um, what's he? He's like a financial advisor, stock kind of person. If they do, he does, I feel he says what he does, well, he says he manages money, right? But it's one of them jobs, So he, and he's been doing it a while. He, it's not his first day, but his boss walks in and he's like, there he is, like, Ezra with the big swinging dick, and Ezra's like, says something like, yeah, there, there you are, with your big swinging dick as well, and the boss is just like, what are you doing, and they get into this whole thing of how Ezra can't, you know, initiate a, a proper conversation, and all of that kind of thing, which was weird, because He's been working there for a while. This It's not like this is their first interaction, but it's played like they ain't spoken before. So, so it's just like, what? wait, what? what's going on with this? Right? But it was just one of those instances of, let's try and put this funny thing in here. But it just, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Right, the the film, it's going. It, it, you know what I mean? Look, right as the synopsis says, they're trying to look at these different cultures, right, and societal expectations, right, the generational differences, because it, right, it comes down to the parents, obviously. Right, so you have these clashes and all of this, but it, it's it's like Harry and Meghan, right? Where it's just like, yo, you know your family is fucking racist, right? So you prep people, and if you don't, you're an arsehole, right? You're an arsehole. So, it, 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 yeah, there's just these weird things when they come around the family and be like, yo, listen, my, my dad, he'd have wanted me to date another Muslim, right? Another black guy. So, he, it's, it's going to be a bit weird, right? It's going to be a bit weird. That's what you say. And then be like, he, he would say to her, Yo, my parents, they, look, they always think they're in touch, right? And want to be, seem like they're doing the right thing, but they're going to say some crazy ass shit, right? They don't think it's offensive, but what they're saying is crazy, right? There would be those conversations. And then there should be scenes of the kids going, yo, Stop with the bullshit, right? Just stop it. This is the person I'm going to marry. And I don't need you doing the shit. You One more time, we ain't coming over again, right? Something, but it doesn't happen. 
You know what I mean? It, 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 it's kind of playing like something you might see early 80s. Well, late 80s, probably early 90s. You know what I mean? Before people were like, oh, yeah, we uh, we, we care about race. Yeah, we, we, you shouldn't be racist. You know what I mean? It's one of them ones, right? Because there's this scene on, you know, between Mo and Ezra, another of their podcast scenes, and like Moses, like, oh, I don't think black and white people could ever be friends, right? And breaks it all down and all of this. And Ezra's just like, but we're friends, and it, and that was the big thing with that scene. It makes no sense because they are friends call each other best friends and you're like that conversation would have happened ages ago would have happened ages ago right the fact that it came up at that point makes no sense no like if Mo had said it and be like oh yeah we've oh shit it's getting real. We've spoken about this so many times, right? Now, what I've, you know what I mean? But it's not. It's like, <gasps> this is a shock. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? This is so weird. This is so crazy. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, it's odd. It's an odd one. Ain't gonna lie, right? And there's just all these things that go, like, The day, the first fucking day, she ain't gonna say something about what the fuck he's wearing? That was some, like, and here's the thing, right? Because he's just like, oh, you should be able to, yeah, I'm not gonna judge you on what you're wearing, blah, 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 because you can wear whatever you want. Which is, you know, that's real. Like, like the things you like. Who gives a fuck? But, that doesn't mean you can't have jokes, right? You can't have jokes. Obviously, there's jokes, man. He looks like a fucking rejected Care Bear. You know what I'm saying? That's like there's jokes, right? But there's none. There's nothing, which is just, it's weird, right? It's weird. And the way they meet, it doesn't then show why they want to date each other, right? That's the weird thing, right? He gets in the wrong car, and there's that whole, be like, oh, but then it's just like, we just then, it just rolls to showing different scenes of them continuing to meet up and all of that, and it's just like, but why, right? Why? Because it's got like him out with the the white girl from the wedding. The other, the Jewish girl, his mum's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Right? I mean, firstly, why did she want to date him? Right? That's something that's not, not saying she shouldn't, but it's just like, you know, when they sit down and be like, oh man, I've, yeah, I, I, my, all my friends have said you're really cool or something, something, but there must, there's going to be a reason, you know what I mean? But he's just like, oh, I don't even, I'm, you know, he's not even trying to make an effort 
to really get to know them, right? So then you're thinking, okay, so he meets this girl. There's going to be a big thing why he's then now going to be connected with her. But we see nothing. We just, we eventually see them kind of on dates. Not really. But it's just like, okay, why? You know? It's, uh, yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Because it's just like, huh. And, man, it, it, what we get is, you know, some some different situations of them together. Like, the matching trainers is just a bit like, yo. <laughs> We're matching trainers, man. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Like, but, yeah, there's so much corniness in here, you know? I, I would have expected to see the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> I don't know if that, you know what I mean? You know, the, 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 the sweet corn, right, Jolly? I don't know how, how if that's a global thing. But anyway, right? Yeah, the jokes are like that. Jokes are like that in this film. Like, she's like, well, there's a bit where she's like, oh, I'm on my period. I'm feeling a bit off. And he's just like, oh, yeah, um... I'm a bit weird as well. I haven't had a period in 35 years. Oh, there might be. And it's just like, oh, oh, that's horrible. It's a, it's a terrible joke, right? There's cliches galore, the basketball situation, which... It starts off with it, where it doesn't make any sense where it goes because it's just like he lied about playing in a park, right? With a park that supposedly doesn't exist. Which is just like, if you play, you play. It doesn't matter if you play in a park, you play in a hall. But it's just like, it, the lie made no sense after then what we get. But we get what you'd expect. You know what I mean? As soon as that scene starts, you know what's going to happen. Right? There's the barbershop thing. Again, the, these moments which are just like, okay, this isn't really original, but boom, right? There's, there's so many things that we watch that aren't necessarily original, but we get a different take. Which is the thing, right? It's, it's, that's the enjoyable thing. This funny new take on something or new slant. You'd be like, yo, I've never thought about it like that. Okay, let's go. But we that's not what this is, you know? And all the things, and listen, ain't gonna lie. All the things that Akbar don't like about Ezra, you gotta admit, Right, when you turn up to meet someone's parents and you're kind of dressing like that, expect to be cast. Right? You gotta expect to be cast, you know what I mean? You know, you say like if <laughs> your friends are talking about Coke, then yeah. And when he's just like, Well, I didn't invite you. That, that's kind of weird, right? Because if 
she invited his mum and sister, then it's a bit like, you kind of need to do the same, right? Kind of need to do the same. So it's these weird kind of instances that don't really make any sense, don't really mesh. But here's the, oh, the end, right? Listen, you know what's going to happen at the end, but it doesn't make any sense, right? Now, here's the big thing, because I've been in situations, right? I remember being dating this girl, and her name began with a K, right? And her, her aunt was just like, oh, if you have a kid, you could be KKK. And I remember looking at this woman being like, what? And then the, the, my girl pulls me away and I'm just like, yo, does she understand how fucking racist that is? Right? And I'll be like, listen, keep her away from me because I'm going to go off on her. Right? Because that's some bullshit. Right? You, you, you say the thing. You know what I mean? You address the thing. And we talked about that. Like, it was pretty much over after... That and some other racist shit that happened on that trip, right? But it's like you 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 talk about the thing, right? And they don't ever seem to address the situations. And you get the bit where it's just like, oh yeah, this is what's happening. And you're just like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's gonna be the thing, right? If, if you dig each other, that shouldn't be the thing, right? Talk about it, work something out. That shouldn't be the thing. I have to say, I remember watching the beginning though, right? And we, you know, they, they, we see these collage updates and then it's like six months later, right? Six months later and he's going to propose. I'm like, who proposes after six months? Then I was a bit like... Oh, yeah, I can't really talk. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm planning to pose some of my chick, right? Then be like, yeah, I mean, it's been longer than six months, but still, though, right? <laughs> some people might say it's quick. So I'm going to be like, I can't really talk on that. But we don't re we need to see the reasons right the, the, this is the thing i want to see the reasons why shit is happening and we're not seeing those reasons that's why it gets crazy right and then the ending being like okay so you go from that to that that's a crazy one motherfucking 80 right that didn't make any sense but that it's one of them films, right? Now, as I said at the start, comedy is a very subjective thing. I didn't laugh, right? I find it funny. I just found it a little played out. But that is me because I don't like shows like Blackish and all those ish shows. I don't find them funny. I didn't really find Girl Trip funny, right? But I think if you like those shows and that, you know, Girls Trip is a film, then this will play with you, 
right? I think this will be your kind of jam, you know? So, yeah, if you're enjoying those kind of things, barbershop, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of thing, right? Which, um, when you think about, right, the projects that Barris has worked on, you know, coming, like, coming to America, whoo, he wrote that. And when I say coming to, I mean the number two, right, the sequel, because I hated that, <laughs> right? He uh, he wrote it, right? So if you enjoyed that, if you laughed at that and that was, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, that's the kind of thing, right? That's his thing. He wrote Barbershop the Next Cut. He actually wrote Girl's Trip, right? So if you enjoyed those films, right, the, 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 the remake of Cheaper by the Dozen, then this will be your jam, you know? So I think that's like the, the, the best way to kind of sum this one up, right? Because it, I think it will work for um, people on that level. You know, he did. Now, one thing I really enjoyed that Barris has been involved in, Enter Galactic, right? He was the executive, he was an executive producer on that show. That's such a great fucking film, right? If you haven't watched Enter Galactic, people, you need to watch Enter Galactic. Enter Galactic is fire. Love that shit. So, yeah, that, that's my take on this one, right? I think a lot of people will enjoy it. So, you know what I mean? But this is just my views, man. Like, this is what I do, right? So, I give you my takes on things. You can look at, you know, all the things I've spoken about over the years. And you'd be like, I, I align with that. So, maybe I won't like it, right? But, yeah, just think about what kind of comedy you like. Right, and the comedic films that you enjoy, and that will play into if you're gonna, you know, vibe with this. So, yeah, you people, it's out now on Netflix. Okay, people, so if you are horror fans, it is coming up to that time again, right. I'm talking about Final Girls Berlin, right? A film festival is excited to present its eighth edition with a full lineup, including eight feature films, 10 short blocks, and a series of horror-related events led by international genre specialists. The program sheds light on, among other things, the horrors and pleasures of youth, aging, gender, intimacy, and queerness. The festival will run from February the 1st to the 5th, a day longer than usual. How about that? At City Kino Wedding, and will include a virtual component. Right? So they're committed to showcasing work by women and non-binary horror filmmakers, 
the final girls berlin film festival has been listed as one of movie maker magazine's top 50 genre festivals in the world and named among dread centrals the best horror festivals in the world right so the feature films that will be showing is Raquel one 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 um yeah it's the Berlin premiere it's written and directed by Marina Bastos from Brazil um so the gist is, after losing her mother in a tragic circumstances, Raquel, a religious teenager, moved with her father to a small town in the countryside of Brazil to start over. Quickly, she makes friends with a group of evan evangelical girls from a local church, deepening into her spirituality and the pain of her profound traumas. During her first days in the new town, she also experiences a mysterious spiritual awakening where she's given an important and controversial mission involving rewriting the Bible with support from some and resentment from others. Raquel tries hard to find balance within a disturbing spirit spiral of faith, reason and madness. Hmm. We then have Hatching, written and directed by Hannah Bergholm from Finland. Right, so 12-year-old um, <clears throat> gymnast Tinja is desperate to please her image-obsessed mother, whose popular blog, Lovely Everyday Life, presents their family's idyllic existence as manicured suburban perfection. One day, after finding a wounded bird in the woods, Tinger brings its strange egg home, nettles, nestles it in her bed, and nurtures it until it hatches. The creature that emerges becomes her closest friend and a living nightmare plunging Tinger beneath the impeccable veneer into a twisted reality that her mother refuses to see. Ooh. Polaris, also making its German premiere, is written and directed by Kirsten Carfew from Canada. Set in 2101 against a backdrop of a sub arctic wasteland sumi a human child raised by a polar bear narrowly escapes capture from a brutal morad hunting party when sumi stumbles across a frozen girl an unlikely friendship is forged together they race ahead of the vindictive hunters towards the only guiding light sumi knows the polaris star um, there's also Husser, um, directed by Michelle Gaza Savera, um, co-written by Savera and Abia Castillo. Uh, it's a Mexican film. 
Right, so Valerie's joy at becoming pregnant with her first child is quickly taken away when she's cursed by a sinister entity. As danger closes in and relationships with her family become fractured, she's forced deeper into a chilling world of dark magic that threatens to consume her. A group of witches emerge. That could be her only hope for safety and salvation, but not without grave risk. We then have Sissy, right, which is directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Sens. Um, they both also co-write the film. It's Australian. Um, Cecilia has perfected her online persona, doling out self-care advice with easy confidence to her many social media followers and seemingly having it all together. However, the truth is her online life is a mess. Offline line, it is a mess. When she bumps into her childhood best friend, Emma, Emma spontaneously invites her to a bachelorette party in a remote cabin. Cecilia reluctantly agrees to come in the hope of reconnecting, and that's where the trouble really begins. That's a great one. We covered it last year, um, as it's on Shudder. Then there is Celia, um, written and directed by Ann Turner, another Australian film. Um, I think this is an older film as well, from 1989, right? So this is Melbourne, Australia, 1957, seen through the frighteningly clear window of a child's eyes. When Celia's next-door neighbours are hounded out of town for their political beliefs and her beloved rabbit is taken by the government in a statewide muster, her world is threatened and Celia learns that she must either give in or fight back. She fights back. There's Nightmare, also making its German debut. It's written and directed by Kajersti Helen Rasmussus. It's a Norwegian film. Um, Mona and Robbie are a young couple in love. Robbie has just landed his dream job, and they've scored an amazing deal on a spacious, if run-down apartment. Neither, never mind that it requires quite a bit of renovation. Never mind the neighbors consistently fight and screaming baby. Never mind that Mona is suddenly plagued by night terrors, which grow more intense every time she falls asleep. Robbie is eager to start a family despite Mona's hesitations. Eventually, Mona's issues spiral dangerously out of control as she becomes convinced that she is being attacked by a mythical demon, the mayor, intent on possessing her unborn child. Bum, bum, bum. There's also Watcher, directed by Chloe Okuno who co-writes with Zach Ford, right? It's um, US, UA, and Romanian film. A young American woman moves with her husband to Bucharest, 
um, and begins to suspect that a stranger who watches her from the apartment building across the street may be a local serial serial killer decapitating women. Oi. Oh my gosh. So yes, there is a number of short programs, um, female facts, uh, there's body horror, um, there's men avassing, oh, I can't read, menacing presences, uh, close to home, Creatures, bodily autonomy, queer horror, and oh no, midnight and young and deadly. Oh, and high tension. I'm yeah, just rubbish. Okay, so um, yeah, you have all of that. We will be covering the shorts on the podcast. There's a tarot workshop led by Isabella Coburn. Um, Somatic Sabbath, a workshop led by Carrie McIlwain. Um, to Dance in the Flame, Dissident Sexuality in Mexican Post-Millennial Horror, a talk by Dr. Valeria Villegas Lindeval. Um, it's pretty deadly, right? Self-Defense Against Zombie Hordes, a workshop led by Natalie uh, Crivelli. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, people. If you are a fan of horror, then this is definitely a festival for you. So Final Girls Berlin, the 8th edition, takes place the 1st to the 5th of February. Right, links are um, on the website, so definitely go check it out. Okay, people, so as we bring this to a close, let's look at what's happening in the world of film, shall we? Okay, so, um, you know, I, I haven't really heard anyone calling for it, you know what I mean? Hey, I didn't really hear anyone calling for the third entry, but yeah, it seems that Will Smith and Martin Lawrence will be back at Sony for Bad Boys 4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's being written by Chris Brenner and Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah are going to be directing again. They directed the third film and they're going to do the fourth. So, yay. Um, so we've got a few, uh, release date changes, right? So, um, Michael Mann's Ferrari 
there's a little kind of um stuff going on with that one because it was um being distributed by Sticks Entertainment, which is now no more. So, yeah, it's all up in the air, some of the um, distribution. But in the UK, it's being picked up by Sky Cinema and Roadshow Films in Australia. So, um, yeah, it so um, no fixed date for the UK, just that it's going to be released at some point this year. <laughs> but it's going to be coming. I it's going to be coming. Um, and then uh, now Ferrari stars Adam Driver. So does 65, which I am very intrigued about. Uh, and that film, you know, it was meant to come out on the 17th, but now it is being released on the 10th of March. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. And then there is Paint, which is starring Owen Wilson, a Bob Rosk-esque type of film, you know. And that film um, has also been moved up. So it was going to be the end of April, and now it's the beginning, the 7th, to be precise. Um, in other news, right, last week we talked about Zach Krieger, you know, signing a big deal over at New Line. Well, you know, um, he had a, you know, because they picked up his project Weapons, but I think it looks like the first um, big thing from that deal is coming, and it's called Companion, right? It's going to be directed by Drew Hannock. It'll be his directorial debut, for instance. Um, he's also co-writing the film um, with uh, Krieger, Roy Lee, Raphael... Margolis and JD Lishrich. So, uh, yeah, things are happening in the horror front, it would seem. Right? Super Bowl is drawing closer and closer. And, you know, every year, studios spend ridiculous amounts of money on a slot for 30 seconds, cost 7 billion. No, seven million. Seven billion would just be insane, right? It, seven million is ridiculous. I don't, there, there seems no logic to it. You know what I mean? Because you could drop the trailer on social media and it gets a whole load of views. I don't know why you're wasting seven million. Because if all the studios were just like, nah, fuck it then the price would come down because they'd be trying to get them to release the trailers. But anyway, anyway, right, the um, the trailers that have been announced so far are, um, doo -doo -doo, we've got The Flash, right? That's going to be um, Warner Brothers' big one. Um, Fast 10, from uh, Universal, right? Um, 
possibly cocaine bear as well paramount will be doing transformers rise of the beasts scream six and dungeons and dragons honor amongst thieves disney have a whole load of stuff right so we've got the little mermaid we've got elemental we're gonna have gardens of the galaxy volume three ant-man and wasp Quantumania, indiana jones and the dial of destiny as well as the marvels right so um a lot of stuff a lot of stuff and um intriguing things as well so uh yeah there you go there you go that's what's happening so far you know there's still a few weeks so you know i imagine other people will be uh throwing their hats in the ring right so we know on the 3rd of march creed free hit cinemas now this is going to be the directorial debut feature directorial debut of michael b jordan and um you know i think we're jumping i believe it's 10 years from the from the previous film right so there's a load of changes happening now there's other changes happening because it sounds like there are plans to expand the Creed universe, which is like, who, who, you know what I mean? This, this is the thing with Rocky, you could go, okay, Ivan Drago, Apollo Creed, even like you could probably have done a um, series following the early days of Mickey, right? But Creed. Who is there that anyone really gives a fuck about? I mean, you could do a film about Tessa Thompson's character, her singing career, maybe, but then that's something completely different. But, um, yeah, <sighs> I don't know, man. You know, I mean, Jordan has said there's going to be a Creed 4. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be spin-offs, so see what happens i mean remember a, a while back they were talking about a drago series so um yeah i don't know man we'll, we'll see what happens okay so guy Ritchie, right he's got a new film in the works called the ministry of ungentlemanly warfare right um it, it you know it's based on a true story that covers UK Prime Minister Winston Churchill and James Bond author Ian Fleming's secret World War II combat organization, the clandestine squad's unconventional and ungentlemanly fighting techniques against the Nazis helped change the course of the war and gave birth to the modern black ops unit. Hmm. Right, it's um, Richie's adapting a book that was about all of this kind of stuff. Um, and the cast is pretty fat, right? We've got um, 
Isa Gonzalez, Henry Caval, right? They're um, they're attached along with um, Henry Golding, Carrie Ewells, Alan Rickman, uh, Alex Petfrey. We got Henry Zaga, um, Hero Finds Tiffin, Till Schwilger. And Babs Alusamunkun, right? Jerry Brockheimer is going to be um, producing the film. And Richie, as I said, he's directing it. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like it could be intriguing. Something else that's intriguing is the feature directorial debut for Misha Green. Right, I believe she was attached to do the um, Tomb Raider film before, you know, MGM got sold and everything went, you know, and changed. But yeah, she's now going to be doing a film called Sunflower at Lionsgate, right? So um, she wrote the script to it um, and she's producing with Craig J. Flores. Um, the film sees two women struggle to escape from a deranged college professor who holds them hostage on a remote sunflower farm. And, right, it's going to be starring Jumi Smollett, right? The two work together on um, Lovecraft Country. So, yeah, I'm down for it, man. Lovecraft was great. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, let's see what the hell happens. Um, so, Gladiator 2, we know it's happening, right? We know that Paul Mescal is going to be the star. He, and more details, right? So, he's going to be playing Lucius, the son of Lucilia, right? Who was the sister to... Joaquin, Joaquin, ah, Commodus, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, character, you know, the emperor. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, so it begins with Lucius, now a grown man, and when Maximus sacrificed himself to save him and his mother, it left a strong um, impression on the young Lucius, right? And so then the film goes from there. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued, you know. Um, it's been written by David Scapper, right? So, uh, Ridley Scott is directing, and now we know, people, that it will be dropping on the 22nd of November 2024, so next year, which means maybe it might uh, make its little debut at next year's London Film Festival. So, oh, that would be fun. And let's end with this one, right? Because James Gunn and Peter Safran, right? They finally made their announcement of um, some of the things that will be happening with the DCU, right? So, 
they've announced 10 films which will make up chapter one gods and monsters right and um there is more stuff coming so this isn't everything but the things that have been dropped so far are right um we will be getting superman legacy on the 11th of july 2025 you know which is kind of the thing to really get everything started we are then getting um a brave the brave and the bold right that one's confusing as fuck because this one is a batman movie not to be confused with the batman 2 right this is a separate thing um and it's said to include the bat family right so we're getting damian wayne as robin um the, i imagine it will be a way of introducing you know batwoman and batgirl and bat cousin and bat granny and all of you know just a whole lot of them so there is that um there is supergirl woman of tomorrow right that's coming and it's said to be based on tom king's comic book series right we're getting a swamp thing movie which um oh who's the director there's a director that really wants to uh do that one and i cannot remember homie's name which is going to bug the fuck out of me. God damn. It's a, um, yeah, it's a, it's a known dude. You feel me? Oh, man. Who is it? It's friggin', um, I can't think. My mind is a blah, blah, blank, people. That's irritating. Man. Anyway, anyway, anyway. You know, when when I think of it, I will uh, blurt it out like a dumb dumb. But um, yes, you know the yeah, you know what I mean. It, oh, I remember. It's James um James uh Mangold. James Mangold. I feel that's how you say his name. So yeah, those are um the films that have been announced. Now another film that I feel was a huge surprise, right, is, um, yeah, the last one that I haven't mentioned, right, it's The Authority. Now, The Authority was written by um, Warren Ellis, right? Brian Hitch did the art, and it was great. Oh, my days. The Authority was awesome. It's a wild, it was through the Wildstorm imprint, the original. And I think they've tried to bring the authority into the DC universe, you know. But it's great. Authority is great. And, uh, yeah, they're doing a film of it, which is interesting. Because it seemed to be kind of set at a different point. Right, there's I swear there was a scene and they're in their war room and they've got like Wonder Woman's whip and just all these stuff. So it kind of you kind of felt that 
yeah, they've been a rap, like maybe they killed all the other heroes or they've just been there after them. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what's happening, people. Right, more as I said, look, more stuff's getting announced. There's TV series that will be interacting with everything. You know, we'll see what happens. But people, that is us. We are done for another week. Check out the final girls Berlin coverage. And uh, yeah, enjoy your film watching, people. Peace.